So today on the show we have I I had a chance to to meet Vandita at Rise in Nashville. She came on the show and did a phenomenal interview. Uh, we have her back on the show, and what we're what we're doing is kind of a series of interviews. One of the things that that we aspire to do on on the Lance Day Radio Network Healthcast, we want to bring in executives and people that really understand this business and, and really understand some of the downstream impacts of the decisions that are being made at health plans across the country. And how do we relate that to someone that's driving around listening on WOL in DC or listening on, on our new affiliate in Atlanta that we're about to open up or out in Seattle. So I have uh, Vandana Pandita. She is uh, an executive from Amera Health. And she runs their she runs their star program. A very well respected person in the industry. It's it's great to have you back on the show. How how is your summer going? Um, it's going great. It's a little too hot in Atlanta these days. Oh man, it's I brutal. guess the, the I'm up the road in Nashville. Is, it's been a hundred degrees yeah, and a hundred percent humidity. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So outside of that, it's been great. Um, you know, uh, heat is, uh submission time is over, and that's always. Right. Kind of a, a big landmark in my in my year, so uh, that's, um, that's happy a, to get past that and you know successfully on to the next year. Yeah, it's always great to to get through another heatus season. That's one of the things that I don't miss from being um, a person that, that ran heatus and ran stars is is when you get to the plan preview, and so you get your mm-hmm. submission in, and then you get to your plan preview. And you're you're trying to download it off HPMS. You're hoping that you're the first person that gets in. I would never sleep that night. I'd be up all night, yeah. and I'd make sure that I'd be yeah. in the office at 5 a.m. So I didn't, because I was out on the West Coast, so the stuff had already Ooh. been been sent out because it's on East Coast timing. And the last thing I wanted yep. was one of uh, somebody from another department to pull that information off of HPMS and send it to, to my C-suite before I had a chance to, yeah. to take a look at it. But um, Hedis is, is such a such a important component. Before I ask you what I had you on the show to, to talk to you about, what do you think about the star ratings coming up this fall? I mean, we know that last year CMS, I don't want to say favorable, but but one thing that CMS does very well, like when there was the hurricane that impacted Puerto Rico, they gave everybody mm-hmm. more time to submit. I think they understood mm-hmm. that COVID was a very unique generational situation. It's an outlier. So they, I feel like they went kind of easier on the cut points for, for stars last year. You had a lot of plans, you know, 80% of the plans are, are four star I think that you're going to see more of a regression to the mean this coming fall. It's very difficult, right? If you if you're a three and a half star and you became a four star or a four and a half star, mm-hmm. and if you don't keep that, that's there's going to be some hell to pay. So, what what are your thoughts just about that dynamic and what the expectations are for star ratings coming out this fall? Yeah, I think um, uh, no doubt. I think plans should be prepared to to. To go backwards in the, right. for the most part. I mean, many plans um, successful, successfully leveraged the best of options that CMS offered. Um, you know, the right. overall, the, re, uh, the removal of the improvement factors was beneficial. Um, I think bringing all of that back is going to, is going to hurt plans from, a, from an initial standpoint, especially when it comes to that star rating. But, you know, from an industry standpoint, we're kind of coming back to where we should be, right. so to speak. Right. Um, 
in terms of those ratings. Now, I think the other real challenge that I expect to see this year is um, coming out of COVID. Everyone really thought, you know, COVID, everyone's at home. We're going to have these great um, CAPS results and surveys because mm. people will want to fill out a 45 you know, question survey. No, they didn't. Like it, it actually has gone the other way. And so I think, I think that's going to hurt some plans too, unfortunately. Interesting. Um, so if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Vandana Pandita. <clears throat> Excuse me. She is uh, a vice president and runs the, the HEDIS program at AmeriHealth, which is a multi-state plan. Uh, she's very well-versed and, and very respected in the Medicare Advantage industry. I've seen her on many panels over the years, had a chance to meet her this spring at, at a conference. I wanted to bring her in, especially to talk about this. And, and we've been doing this series. The overturning of Roe versus Wade is very important to me as someone that's doing a national healthcare show. And and one of the reasons that I've had some success and, and able to leverage relationships with health plans and, and sponsors is that we're not political. So I'm not looking to get into a political conversation. Now, there's some people that I can't have on the show because they'll get too political with it. But but I know that mm-hmm. you're you're someone that's very level headed, very thoughtful. Um, I am curious and having people to come in and, you know, especially women, especially women that are leaders and are building these plans and, and understand Medicare and um, Medicaid and then getting down into the CHIP programs and the WIC programs, which you certainly do. What are the social determinants of health downstream impacts on what's going on with abortion? And in some states um, are already moving to, to make abortion illegal. Um, you have some businesses that are making it an HR issue, saying that if they have a an employee that wants to get an abortion, that they'll send them to a state and, and pay for their airfare and hotel. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm of the before I let you go on. My opinion is, regardless of what side of the coin you're on. So if you're if you're on the side, my body, my choice, or if you're on the side where you think that abortion is immoral or and should be illegal, whatever side you're on. To me, the most important thing is is that women that are pregnant are getting the proper prenatal care mm-hmm. and postnatal care. And then if the if the woman decides to keep the pregnancy, what programs do we have from state to state to make sure that that baby's going to be healthy, that that baby has access mm-hmm. to proper food and water and nutrition, and that the mother has access to postnatal care? Where is this from a health crisis standpoint? Because David Meyer came in a few weeks ago and gave some statistics that in places, in countries across the globe where there is no abortion, um, it does not keep people from having, uh, from terminating pregnancies. It actually uh, flushes people into areas where they're terminating pregnancy, but not at a doctor and, and not at a place that's sanitary and safe. And then you have downstream impacts with that. I just wanted your thoughts as a, as a, as a thought leader in the industry and, and just curious of, of your opinion. Yeah, um, I, I think, you know, I, I echo David's sentiment. It, it, it's not just changing um, and overturning Roe versus Wade does not necessarily mean that we're going to be able to eliminate abortion um, within the U.S. Whether it becomes a state, you know, kind of mandated, um, kind of a state mandated issue or at some point in time, if we, you know, if we are not able to even have states kind of make those choices, I think the, I think the ultimate issue and concern is, is that you, there are countries, I, I believe I remember reading an article or, um, about 
Poland, where abortion is is um, illegal, but yet there's an underground network of mm. of women and physicians that are able to support um, women in need. Um, I think from a, from a personal or just from a professional standpoint, even the concern that I have is on the moms and babies, especially those that are already um, in these precarious situations where they don't have, you know, they don't have the, the, the means to have another child. They don't, right. they don't have the, 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 the social services or the social network to support um, having a baby being young and getting pregnant, whether that's of choice or not is, it is emotionally very daunting on, on a young girl. And I think the scary aspect of this is what's going to happen to these young women and what's going to happen to these kids. I, I think about the children. Um, I think about having, you know, having a child that is not wanted, so to speak. Mm. Um, and what's going to happen to the emotional challenge, the emotional, you know, kind of the trauma of that child. Um, I, I agree with David. I think it, it's not about, being able to eliminate it. It's the question of whether we're now going to um, introduce more kind of dubious practices for women that are are attempting to get an abortion. I mean, you know, we've all heard the, the, the stories back in the day of women using hangers. Um, You know, it's just, it's scary. No, it's, it's 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 definitely uh, scary. It's um, I, I want to ask you one last question, but before we cut to the break, what do you think? Because you're you're a person that's been very deep in, in understanding how health plans are constructed, and if you're in the quality seat and the heated seat, you're going to know value based care. You're going to know what the objectives are of uh, at the network level because you can't really be in risk adjustment or, or HEDIS or, or, um, quality without really understanding the full panorama. What do you think that, what would you expect to see health plans do that are invested in Medicaid and are invested in people of childbearing age? How do you think that that will impact the network construct downstream? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think plans are going to have to try and figure that out, obviously Mm -hmm. in states where abortion is illegal. Um, Medicaid plans won't have the option of being able to support that, right. being that we're we're receiving funds from from those state entities. Um, I think the question is going to be how do you create the the support and use the the, the construct that we have for value based care to potentially support women that are now having these babies, children that are having these babies, and and ensuring that they do have the access to the care and services they will now need because of, um, because this particular procedure is no longer available to them. I think from a value-based perspective, it's, it's about, it's got to be focused on, on, you know, successful birth outcomes and, and providing, providing children with the appropriate preventive health services in those, in those first 30, 30 months, those first couple of years of life. Paragon 7. Studios. 
Social determinants of health programs are important to the Medicare and Medicaid populations, specifically individuals facing chronic illness. Upside Home's personalized approach allows plan members to build trust with a highly engaged home manager, enabling an array of SDOH services in a controlled but non-institutionalized environment. For more information, contact the Upside Home Partnerships team at 954-866-7255. It's electric, made extraordinary. Ingenuity in motion. It listens, learns, adapts, and anticipates your every need. With intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS from Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. To the poets and the perfectionists, the warriors and the warriors, the timely and the timeless, we're Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield, and we're transforming healthcare for the future, for today, for the communities we serve. This is our pledge to you. These are the moments we live for. James Lewis. And what the pistol packing people say, you better obey. Just in the nick of time, I commit the perfect crime. Rip my heart out my chest and put it right into a rhyme. I don't feel pain, cause that's all in the mind. And what's mine is mine, and yours is mine. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. I'm a bald head with a knife. I want your money or your life. So, 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 so. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.